Hey lady, welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Mariuki, leadership coach, career queen, twin mom, and wife. If you are ready to step into the level 2.0 version of yourself, girl, you've just found yourself a cheering squad that will help you do just that and even more. From one career woman to another who navigated the challenges of being a black woman in a profession that lacked diversity, with no rule book to help me figure out the keys to climbing the corporate ladder, I am on a mission to change this scene for good. In the last few years of my 10-year career, I not only overcame the challenges that held me back from the mid-level career slump I found myself in, but unlocked the doors to land big promotions in my career, become a director at just the age of 32 in the largest global audit firm, get my confidence game on and become a trusted leader. If you are ready to shake off the self-doubt that's been holding you back, uncover your value, get seen, promoted, and paid like the leader you deserve to be without more degrees, qualifications, or inauthentic networking tactics, stay tuned because you are about to get elevated. Okay, before I go into today's episode, I want to give you a real-time update about the Elevate Collective. This is an exclusive invite to you as a podcast listener. Plus, I have a very special offer for you, so please listen up. The Elevate Collective is a six-month-long group program where you will feel supported and empowered in turning what you will learn into action and tangible results in your career. The Elevate Collective is for ambitious women who, like you as a listener on this podcast, want to fast-track your success into becoming a confident, authentic, and capable leader, getting recognized and paid what you rightfully deserve. Whatever up-leveling your career means for you, whether it's getting that promotion, whether it's securing a new job opportunity in a dream role, whether it's getting a pay raise that you've been longing for and working towards, the Elevate Collective is where you need to be. Plus, we focus on the long game and that's why the collective is six months long. So this is a group coaching program. It's group based where you will join a group of other ambitious women. I will be the facilitator and the coach. And you're not just going to get techniques and tools and teachings, but you're also going to get the coaching and the mindset to help you negotiate that salary, ace that interview, communicate effectively and really become the leader now and stand out in such an impactful way that you don't even have to sell your skill set anymore. I know that the investment is scary, right? It can make you feel nervous and that is normal. But let's do the math a little bit. What would a promotion mean for you if you were to get the support, the accountability, the coaching to help you actually secure that promotion finally? What would an out-of-cycle pay raise mean for you? Is the investment still worth it? Remember, for as little as $10 a day, you can get your spot into the Elevate Collective. Now, this is what you're going to get by the end of the collective. You will know how to create a standout leadership brand and become confident in your capabilities. You're going to build the mindset to secure your next promotion into leadership. You will eliminate imposter syndrome, which I know plagues so many of us. You're going to finally know how to eliminate imposter syndrome from the equation 
and confidently stand out as a leader even before you get the title. You will get the tools to build formidable relationships at work and start to earn a return on investment on your professional network without feeling icky, without feeling like you are being inauthentic about it. You are going to know how to articulate your value proposition and secure the income that matches your worth. In the Elevate Collective, we are all about aligning your pay, your passion and your position. You're going to become an exceptional leader, whether you are an introvert without having to change who you are. And as a fellow introvert, I am going to give you all my strategies, tips. I am laying it all out for you in the Elevate Collective to help you stand out and to help you believe, first of all, that you can be a leader as an introvert and then to go and become one. What is inside the Elevate Collective? As I mentioned, this is a group-based coaching program. And I created this coaching program. A lot of women are asking me, why did I create it when I have designed to lead my private one-on-one coaching program? So my private one-on-one coaching program is actually now fully booked until March of 2023. And I really want to make an impact and help as many women as possible. And so I knew that the only way I could do that without having to compromise on the quality and on being there for the women I support is by creating this program. So that is really the inspiration behind it. But I want to tell you what is in it. So you're going to have fortnightly group coaching calls led by me. You'll have pre-recorded Monday Mindset Elevate sessions These are like gym sessions to build that mental fitness that I've been talking about. There will be guest trainings on all things personal branding, money mindset. Everything you need to elevate your career for 2023 is packaged into the collective. Plus, you'll also get access to me in the form of monthly office hours. So think about this as one-on-one sessions within a group-based coaching program at a very affordable price. And here is the offer for you as a podcast listener. If you enroll before 31st December, you are going to get 250 off and a goal setting session with me to jumpstart your year. By the way, ladies, you won't hear me talking about this offer and extending it to this long. So if you have listened or if you have heard about the Elevate Collective on the podcast, when you apply, please make sure you indicate that you heard about the collective on the podcast so that you can get your access to this offer that I've just mentioned. Remember, it's invite only. Initially, I had wanted it to be five members, but I have extended it to 10 because of how popular it has become. And I've not even brought it to the public. And four spots are already taken as I speak. Yes. So if this is speaking to you, run, don't walk. Click the link in the show notes, submit your application, and we will get on a call to talk about whether the collective is a good next step for you and your career journey. Remember, we start on January 23rd, 2023, nice and early so that we can get a head start into the year. And I cannot wait to invite you into the collective. Okay, I am just going to get right into the topic of today's conversation because can we please normalize asking for what we want in our careers? I see this happen over and over again. And by the way, it's not just me observing other people doing it. I observe myself doing it a lot of times. I would say not doing it. 
in the sense that I spent almost eight years in silence, hoping that my boss would know exactly what I wanted. My boss would know when I wasn't happy with the pay raise I got and my boss would do something about it. And I realized to my shock that my male counterpart colleagues were being way more proactive about what they wanted. And I was so shocked because I thought everyone was like me, you know, that they would wait patiently and hope that their time would come and then make their requests known. But I realized that I was selling myself short. And I only did this the first time, I would say, 18 months ago. Yes, I know I am not proud of saying that I spent pretty much eight out of 10 years of my career not asking for what I want and never even trying to negotiate for the pay increases I got or the promotions I got. But I have learned from that experience and I want to make sure that you do not experience the same thing because ladies, anytime you do not ask for something, the answer is always you guessed it. The answer is always no. Okay, so let's talk about why this happens in the first place. Why is it that we wait and we hope that someone somewhere will read our minds? And most often that someone is our direct supervisor or our team leader, right? We have so much expectation that they will take care of us. And of course, it's good to have that expectation because it means the culture in your organization is the right culture. But the truth of the matter is, ladies, everyone is in it for themselves first, right? No one wakes up thinking about how they can help you, how they can be of most support to you. Of course, it's something that comes to their mind at some point, especially if it's a good team leader, but no one wakes up with that as their first and foremost priority. So we need to take back our power and put ourselves first, right? Put our oxygen masks on first. And I know this is not easy as a woman, especially if you're a mom, because we are, I think it's almost like some sort of programming because we are naturally nurturers. We tend to want to make sure that everyone else around us is taken care of and then we'll look at ourselves Right, We want to put other people's needs first and then we will look at ours later. And then we think that in the workplace, other people will reciprocate in the same way. Right. But that doesn't happen. OK, so why? What are the other reasons why we do not ask for what we want? Of course, there's fear of backlash. Right. And this has also been proven by research. So it's been proven that whenever women go in to negotiate, they tend to get perceived in a worse off light than their male counterparts. Why is this? So men are perceived to be self-sustaining. They're perceived to be in charge of their own destiny, whereas women are perceived to be more of the dependent on others or dependent on someone else. And so when you as a woman take the reins and go in head first and start making these power moves or these power plays, 
First of all, it's not common. I just told you how it took me eight and a half years to get the courage or to even know that it was possible for me to ask for what I wanted, for me to actually have that conversation with my team leader. I didn't even know that it was possible. So the very fact that this is done by a very, very small minority few and then in the workplace, generally women are very few, one in seven, make it to executive director you can imagine how uncommon it is to see a woman negotiating or giving a sort of counter negotiation when she gets that promotion letter or when she gets that pay increase letter. It's just not seen enough. And so a lot of team leaders, a lot of bosses then kind of don't know how to react to it, right? In comparison to our male counterparts where this is seen more often and people have become more acclimatized to it. And so when a man does the same thing, it is not taken with a lot of shock and dismay. Like, how could he? How could he think? Who does he think he is, right, in comparison to us as women? So there is definitely evidence suggesting why this is not a common practice amongst women and why women tend to shy away from doing it. But there is another way and I'm going to talk about this in this episode. But I want you to know that it's normal if you have never even tried to negotiate or you've never tried to ask for something you believe will help you even be more effective in your workplace, right? It's very normal. There's also a lot of fear around what if I ask and then I'm told, oh, sorry, we are actually giving your job to someone else who is going to be more grateful for what they get, right? There's always that fear at the back of our mind. But if you do it in a way that shows that this is a win-win situation, you're going to feel more confident as opposed to if you do it in a way that you are demanding, right? That you're kind of like hijacking the situation. That's when you need to be careful that, okay, I need to have my cards laid out because if this does actually backfire, there is a chance that the relationship between you and your team leader or you and your organization will not be conducive for you to continue working there. Okay, so that is definitely a valid fear. But if you do it in the right way, it's something that you shouldn't be worried about. Then there is a fear of hearing the words no, right? The fear of rejection is very common. And our brains have been wired in such a way that whenever we are faced with that potential of rejection, we tend to either shy away from it, right? Because we are not made as human beings, we were not made to experience rejection, right? And so then naturally our instinct is to avoid any situations where there is a chance of getting that rejection. And I want you to think about how you can change your perception around the word no, because the word no does not necessarily mean no in the literal sense. It could mean not now, maybe later. It could mean not in this form. Let's discuss how we can meet in the middle. It could mean maybe not towards me. Let's see if we can involve someone else because your team leader, your boss doesn't necessarily have all the quote unquote boss powers to give you what you want. And sometimes you might need to involve someone else, a key decision maker in the organization to actually make it happen for you. 
All right. So where do you start when you are ready to take control of your career and to take control of what you want in your career? I want you to first get clarity, right? So ask yourself, can you actually articulate what you want very clearly, right? No fluffy words, no trying to beat around the bush. Can you actually say exactly what it is that you want in your career at this very moment? Right. And I'm not saying write down a laundry list. Right. You obviously need to be smart around this and prioritize because going with a laundry list is likely to be retaliated with the words N.O. Or can you be just more clear about what you want or can we focus on just one thing? So what is the one thing for you that could be a game changer in your career? And this is different. Right. So leveling up, I call it leveling up, is different for different people. For you, it could be more flexibility at work. Maybe it could be a three-day or a four-day work week. Maybe for you, it's, and I read this in one of the articles I was reading as I was doing research on this topic, how this lady negotiated for her to be away from work every Tuesday and Thursday. I think it was from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. so that she could practice and participate in some swimming competition because she was really, really passionate about swimming. And she got that and it really made a difference in how she showed up at work and how much more sort of effort and energy she put into her work because she was doing this thing that was filling her cup, right? So it could be different for different people. It is not always in the form of monetary value. And of course, money is important, right? Money can buy you experiences. Money can give you the ability to raise your children in a way that you weren't able to do or your parents weren't able to do so, right? It can give you the ability to take your children to amazing schools, right? Give them really great opportunities to, you know, have success in their lives. There's so many things that money can do. It's not just about being materialistic, okay? So I want you to think about what exactly is it that you want? What is the one thing that would be a huge game changer for you, right? And then I want you to think about, okay, this is what I want. I want you to think about who do you need to be in that conversation? So this is where you're going to use the power of imagination. Visualize yourself going into your team leader's office, getting on that team's call and breaking the ice and talking about what you want. Who do you need to be in that conversation? Right. I can tell you for sure you need to be very convicted about what you want. You need to have clarity You need to be confident that you are bringing the value in the organization that actually justifies why you believe you deserve what you want, right? So please don't go into that conversation with the mindset of, oh, I've been in this organization for so long. Oh, my family is going through a hard time and so I need more money. Oh, I have so much more experience. Please Those are not reasons that are good enough for you, right, for you to get into that conversation and to actually get what you want. I want you to think of the value because I know you are giving the value. You just haven't thought about exactly what it is, right? So I want you to think about what value have you brought to your organization and quantify it as much as possible so that this is objective, an objective discussion. And it's not just a fluffy discussion about how you've been so hardworking and committed to the organization. Okay. And then I also want you to think of how can you bring in 
everyone else right around you because as women we are very good in doing this how can we bring in our boss into this negotiation how can we bring in our team right and I don't mean in the literal sense I mean when you're having this conversation and I read this uh, from a lady called Michelle Marr who has this article I will drop the link to the article in the show notes and she talks about the communal effect of negotiation so she talks about how if you frame your negotiation around us versus them, so us meaning you, your organization, your boss, your team versus them, whoever it is that you guys are up against, whether it is a big challenge in the organization or if it is another organization that is trying to poach you or if it is burnout that you guys are trying to fight and now you're trying to negotiate for more time off. Think about how you can bring other people to this conversation so that it's not you versus your boss, right? It's not you versus the organization, right? You are going in with that mindset of community and how you as part of this team can actually bring in more success if they give you what you want. I hope this makes sense, but it's really about thinking from a different perspective from competition. So instead of going in there thinking, oh, if they don't do this, I will do this, right? As opposed to that type of thinking, think about, oh, this is what we could achieve if you give me this, right? So you're in the mind space of what are the possibilities for us as a team, for us as an organization, if you get what you want, right? And that's going to give you so much more buy-in than when you go in with a laundry list of demands that makes it look combative, right? That makes it look like you are, you know, trying to, and not necessarily prove a point. So you might not necessarily be trying to prove a point, but when you go in with that mentality of, I want this, or I will do this, you better give me this, or this will happen, that just sets you up for a really difficult time of negotiating, right? Versus if you go in with, this is what we've achieved. This is what we could achieve if you just give me this, right? Or if I was allowed to do this, right? Or if I had more leeway to do this. This is what is possible for us, okay? So go in with the mentality of us versus me. Now, let's get into the tips because I want to make this as practical as possible for you. And by the way, P.S., we talk about visibility and negotiation. We have an entire module dedicated to visibility and negotiation in the Elevate Collective, which is still open for enrollment. So if this is something you're thinking, wow, I do need support on this and I do need to learn more about this and I do need help on positioning myself to get me the best out of my negotiation conversations, check out the link in the show notes and please make sure you set some time with me so that we can talk about whether the collective is a good fit for you. Anyway, shameless plug, let's go into the tips, right, of how to ask for what you want at work, right? The first thing, like I've said, get clarity. What exactly is it that you want? And don't go in with fluffy words. Don't start the conversation saying, I'd like to discuss the prospect about me potentially transitioning into a new phase in my career. That is not clear, right? I want you to go head on into what exactly it is. 
I would like us to discuss the compensation I've been receiving. I would like us to discuss how my role is going to transition or how my role is going to change or where I would like to see my role moving in the next X months, right? That is so much more powerful and impactful. Secondly, use win-win language. So I've told you about the power of this communal effect of negotiation versus the competitive effect. So use language like us, this is what we could achieve, you know, make it a communal conversation. Don't make it about you. Don't make it about me. Make it about us. Make it about we. Make it about how the organization could actually thrive more if you get what it is that you are asking for. Okay. Then the third thing is I want you to think about the full package, right? Like I said, leveling up means different things to different people. But let's say you're going in with the view that you want to get a certain salary, right? Don't just think about the salary alone because maybe you might get a no, not now, or let's revisit this in X months. That's fine. You could then bring up something else that you know is going to be very valuable to you. So for example, do you need more resources to achieve and accomplish your goals, right? This is something that is so close to my heart right now because in my team, we have so many opportunities and I can see how our team is stretched and we have been actively looking to hire and recruit people. And it's been very difficult in my industry because this is a time when there's a lot of demand for actuarial skills. And so I'm now starting to think of how do I position this? so that I can actually get the resources that I want, right? And not just hire people just because they are within the budget that we're looking for, okay? So think about the full package. Do you need more resources? Do you need more time off? Do you need more flexi time? And if you do get what you ask for, please make use of it. Do not ask for flexi time and then you're in the office all the time. Do not ask for flexi time and then you're working eight to eight every single day, okay? Think about what would reduce your stress, what would make you stay, right? Because these are some of the low-hanging fruit that you could get from this conversation, right? And you could get out with having it or you could get out of the conversation having achieved something as opposed to going there with an all or nothing mindset, okay? So number four, mind your emotions. I know this is not easy, especially when these conversations don't go your way. First of all, I don't want you to take any of this personally. This is just business, right? Don't take it personally. And I know sometimes it's hard to do this, but my coach always tells me that adults will be adults. Adults are free to do what they want, right? And you might be in this situation where you know that your colleague just got a huge fat pay raise. And when you go and ask for the same thing, maybe you don't get it. You get half of it or you don't even get anything at all. That can be very difficult to deal with emotionally. But I want you to remember your emotions will drive your feelings, which will drive your actions, which will eventually drive your results, right? And I'm not saying stay in a toxic work environment. If that is clearly the practice in this organization, then it's time to set your sights 
on the outside and it's time to start brushing up your personal brand which is ps something else we teach in the elevate collective and making sure that you secure that role in an organization that will value you okay so be very careful of your emotions and this is a very very good way of checking how your emotional management or your eq management how it is or where it stands, right? And the reason why I'm saying it's important to mind your emotions is also even in that conversation. You do not want it to become a heated debate of why you believe this versus why your boss believes you're not ready for this or why your boss believes you shouldn't be getting this. Remember I said you want to go in with the thinking of us, of we, of the team, Right. But still making it very clear what you have achieved and how you have contributed to the overall team success. But at the same time, when you let your emotions run the show, it's very easy to go into this subjective sort of discussion and arguing. Right. And I want you to steer away from that. I want you to stay in the objective place in this discussion. Right. So talk about facts. Talk about figures. And that's why it's important to do that stock take of what you've actually achieved, what I call counting your credits with my clients, an exercise we do. So make sure you are as objective as you can, right? You've done your research and you're showing that level of professionalism, okay? And then the last tip is really think about how you can stand out as you plan for this conversation to ask for what you want at work, right? Because asking for what you want, I do not want you to wait until that conversation happens for you to stand out and demonstrate that you actually deserve what it is that you want. You can start standing out now, right? And standing out could be getting onto a high-profile project, for example. It could be looking at maybe taking on an additional responsibility that demonstrates your ability to operate at the next level. There are so many ways in which you can stand out, but you don't have to burn yourself doing this, right? You don't have to experience fatigue trying to show why you deserve this. But it will help, right? Because it's almost like planting a seed. It's kind of seeding that thought in your team leader, in the key decision makers before you even have that conversation. So that when you have that conversation, your work has already started that conversation for you. And remember, only visible work gets recognized. That's why I was very specific about you looking for high profile, high visibility projects where your skill set, your capabilities, your characteristics as a leader, your leadership potential can actually be visibly seen by the key decision makers in the organization. And as I started this conversation, I mentioned and I'm going to mention it again in closing The answer to anything you don't ask for is always no. So ladies, the more you flex this muscle of asking for what you want, the better you become at asking for what you want and actually getting what you want at work. So my challenge for you is to think about how you can break the ice and start having these conversations. Maybe they could be in small form, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, you go from not asking for anything at all to suddenly asking for a pay raise out of the blue, right? 
maybe the first conversation for you could be talking to your boss about your career trajectory, right? Your career path in the next six to 12 months and specifically what positions you want to achieve, right? What promotions you want to achieve. Maybe for you, it could be having a discussion around flexibility, right? So start small, but please Don't wait until you're confident enough, until you have all your ducks in a row. That will never happen, right? So don't kick this can down the road because I do not want you to continue leaving money, leaving benefits, leaving promotions, leaving positions on the table. I hope you enjoyed this show and we will be back next week. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Her podcast. If you found this helpful, I would be forever grateful if you left a review of the show right here on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. If you would like more support and inspiration to elevate your career, go ahead and connect with me on LinkedIn at Rebecca Morioki. Or if you're an Instagram girl, let's connect over there. See you on the next show.